0: welcome to the vancouver boys podcast
1: the vancouver boys are the most entertaining sports cast in british columbia steve dangle here i love the
0: vancouver boys
1: it's the vancouver boys podcast Woo!
2: hey welcome back to episode 33 of the vancouver boys podcast i am the host this week my name is jake jude and i'm joined this week as always by my fantastic co-host tyler erlinson hey how's it going And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? we got a ton to get into this week. We've got a lot of Canucks news, but we've got a lot of other news to get in as well. But before we get into anything, Marcus, please take it away with our fake sponsor.
0: Well, just to remind our listeners before we get started with the fake sponsor, that it is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by no one. Yes, that's right. There's no fake sponsor this week because if the Canucks are going to put no effort into their product, why should I? No one. We are nothing.
2: (laughs) I like the play at the end, we are all Canucks. We are
0: nothing. Yeah, that's what I was going for. We are nothing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was good,
1: man. That was funny. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you liked it. Hey, we couldn't, we didn't uh, wreck a potential sponsorship by slandering anybody. No, that's right. (laughs) No. Why did you have one on the top of your head that you wanted us to slander? Can't go no. a week without it. No, <laughs> no. Nope,
2: nope.
1: I, I got nothing.
2: Yeah. You know Fuck who else you, has you twisted t. <laughs> you know who else yeah. has nothing. The Vancouver Canucks have had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get right into the content. Oh, great. Um, man, it has just gone all downhill from our last episode. The Canucks have lost game after game. They, I think they have beat one team, and it was the Jets, thank God. Um, but other than that, they have just looked abysmal. They look uninspired. They look confused, and they look like the worst team in the NHL. Marcus, I mean, we kind of have to go to you first
0: here. You're our resident Canucks fan. What What's going on with this team, buddy? This is sad for me because I, I, I'm i on a podcast, so I shouldn't say this really, but I don't know. I, I'm out of ideas. Everything I thought would go wrong this year has, plus all the places where I thought we'd be okay. All, all the bright spots that I thought would pull us out of the problem areas, like specifically the top nine, I thought that was going to, you know, we were going to score our way out of problems. We're not. They're not, but they're, they're not even scoring enough just to pull us out of problems. We can't even win winnable games. We just lost one, nothing to the Chicago Blackhawks a few days ago. We outshot them like crazy. And I swear to God, we did not have one dangerous chance. It's, it's like, they're not, something's wrong. I'm stating the obvious now, but I mean, (laughs) something, when don't you though, (laughs) but you know what? I do have some pretty (laughs) unique takes sometimes. Okay. We'll, we'll see if I have any of those later. But oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> there's this is the most hopeless I've ever
1: been as a Canucks fan. I, I don't I don't I don't know what to do. When was the last time the Canucks started this bad? Was it back in 97? Uh, It was
0: in 97 was the stat I saw. But that was before we lost four out of the last three games. So now the worst start might actually be somewhere in the 80s. Oh, that, that's how long it's been since we've had a start this bad. We are. 20 games in and six games below 500
2: yeah it's been a bit of a rough go lately
0: obviously but
2: um you know there is that shining spot right there in the middle where they beat the jets and i just want to focus on that right now what were the what were the right things that happened in that game that they just can't seem to translate i think the jets might have been bad that game oh you think it was more on the jets losing it than the canucks actually
0: winning a game i like to hear that by the way well they had their backup in net first of all yeah
1: yeah I mean, to be honest, it didn't look like the Jets were playing how the Jets had been playing all season. Canucks got a few power play goals, Mm -hmm. which is always nice to see because that doesn't happen very often.
0: Mm -hmm. It hasn't happened
1: since. So
0: (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. We have not scored a power play goal since that game.
1: I don't know. This team is, they're falling apart. They almost look like they don't want to be there.
2: Yeah.
1: It's it's just their top players... Are some of them are trying really hard and getting under, getting after the other guys, and others are skating around, not putting it, not not putting in any work, and it's it's frustrating. It's also frustrating because I feel like the refing is against the Canucks this year for some reason.
0: That's not new. That's not a new thing. <laughs> right, no, down, but but I
1: think it's a little more extreme this year. Whereas the Canucks have taken the most penalties in the NHL. Their penalty kills awful. It looks a little bit better now that Moth's back, but still awful. 90% of the penalties are terrible, especially that one there Demko knocked off the net. Yeah, or the one where Halak tripped the guy with like two minutes to go and they were down by one. I know. Yeah, and gets left toe picked. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's frustrating because I, I am a big Canucks fan. I grew up here and you want to see them win and mm-hmm. they have all this power, like this star power, and nothing's happening. It's just, it's, it's saddening. Yeah, I agree
2: with you. It's fun to live in a city where the team's winning. And, you know, I'm the same way. I'm not a huge Canucks fan, but I love to see them succeed. And to look at the roster and, you know, you see, you know, Bo Horvat on the third line. You think to yourself, wow, you know, they have a lot of names. And you look around the roster and you see that they do have names. They have players that should be producing and yet they're not. And then it kind of moves your attention into the other places of the team. Okay, what's actually the root problem here? And there's been a lot of conversation online and I've seen, you know, people talking about how Travis green has a bad relationship with some of the players. There's uh, turmoil amongst players. They're not getting along. They're not on the same lines cause they don't pass to each other. They aren't getting good looks. You know, there's a lot of dysfunction here and you know, is it time for the R word? Is it, is it too early to say that this team should tear it down and rebuild?
1: That is a
0: horrifying thought. It, that shakes me to my core because we're eight years into what should be a rebuild. And it wasn't. It was a, we're going to retool on the fly. Again, they kept saying that. But uh, I look at it and and I really try to think, is it too hasty to say that? Right? Because there's a part of me that wants to say, no, it's just a slump. Everything's going to be fine. Pedersen is obviously not going to be this bad forever. Neither is Besser. We've seen what those guys are capable of. They're not doing it right now. That doesn't mean they'll never be able to. And I would say before you rebuild, look, you're you're eight years into this investment in this hockey team if you're Jim Benning. You try everything before you rebuild. And, and I hate to say that, but you make a desperation trade. You fire the coach. You fire the whole coaching staff. You get rid of the rest of the front office. If you do everything you can possibly think of and they're still this bad, blow it up. But they better try everything because if I find out that they strung us all along for eight years to produce a smoldering pile of dog shit. I don't know if I can keep watching this team. Whoa. They brought you this far. hey? If it gets to that point, what am I doing this for anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. I got into this entirely because of my family, because it was like a glue. It brought everyone together. No matter what our differences were, we could all sit down and we had a common thing to cheer for. And it was amazing. But if this is it, if this is supposed to be the happy place that me and my family go to, not so happy we, anymore. We got to find something else that we, we we can play checkers as a family.
1: <laughs> monopoly. Actually, <laughs> the Monopoly might be worse. Yeah, monopoly
0: but. might be the only monopoly thing that's can worse. get
1: heated. What yeah. about like a nice game of Risk? I <laughs> never played
0: Risk. But what do you mean, we, I've never even heard of that. You've never heard of Risk? No, no. I've heard of it. I've just oh, never played such it. Such a fun game. Okay. My, my point being, this is coming from me. I've, I've been a fan my whole life. My happiness for decades has rode on the success of this team. And I'm saying I don't know if I can watch them anymore. Imagine how casual fans are feeling right now. Uh, Well, I have a question here, and I kind of want to bring it back to some of the
2: now, and like let's not get so down on the team, okay? But let's let's assume that they're going to go in the direction of starting to move some pieces out. They need to change the personnel because it's the the people that they're having an issue with. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily them as players, but as people. That seems to be the big issue here.
1: Who are the untouchables on this team? If this team trades JT Miller for anything that's not way more than he's worth, I will never watch the fucking Canucks again. Here's my thing. I actually have a small counter to that. I thought
0: that at first too, and then one tweet from a Canucks reporter caught my eye, and that was that there's rumors that there's a big problem in the locker room and that the locker room is split and that there's apparently an alpha dog fight in the locker room. There's kind of two guys that almost want to take the leadership in different directions, and it wasn't named who they were. I don't know if the reporter even knew who they were, but two instant guys, when I think of leaders on this team that would come to mind that are, I would think, relatively strong-minded are Bo Horvat and JT Miller. If yeah, that certainly makes sense. And I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I like both of those players on the ice. But if you're telling me one of those guys is the problem, one of them has to go. And for me, that I'm going to send out Miller before I send out Horvat.
1: I would send out Horvat before I send out Miller. Really? Yep. Just because Miller's producing more right now? Because Miller's consistently our best all-around player.
2: Yeah, It's hard. It, it really sucks that those would be the two options because they're kind of the two best players right now.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and this is, it should be pointed out, this is speculation based on a report that didn't name anyone. It's just, to me, when I think of who in that locker room would be the guys... Yeah, no, I agree with that It, 100%. it makes sense that it would be the captain and probably the most vocal guy that we've seen on the team in, in JT Miller.
1: In years, too. Yeah. But, like, the thing about Miller, for me, is he consistently puts up numbers, takes key face-offs, so does Horvat. Horvat takes, obviously, more. Yeah. But Miller definitely steps in and takes in a bunch. Mm-hmm. Miller plays power play. Miller also plays PK. Miller Miller's on the ice all the time. He is. And he's, I don't know, he just voices how much, he, like, every, when he plays, he plays with so much emotion and so much, like, passion for the game, where it's just, like, I don't know, it just... To me, it looks like he just wants to be there and wants to win.
2: Why did you think of that interview he gave after the Pittsburgh game when he was asked, is everyone buying in?
0: Yeah, and he, he just, for those who haven't seen it, he basically, he almost looks to the side like he's looking at a PR person or something and asking, am I allowed to say what I'm thinking? And they're not on camera, but I get the feeling they shook their head and yeah. said, no, you can't. Yeah. And he just kind of almost just stammered and just looked at the next guy for a question. Like, there, there was no answer. There's something deeply wrong in that locker room.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that makes me think JT Miller's not the problem. He's a guy that puts in the work, and he, he's trying to put in the work. I also think Bo Horvat's a guy. I think there's other players on this team that are not putting in the work, and I have a feeling it's a couple uh, very young superstar type players yeah, that, he, uh, he, that he's going to be, that he's referring to
2: yeah, he made it very clear that there are people that are not buying into the system and then he also made a comment about how when they're moving their feet they're a hard team to play against i mean yeah. come no, he on said
0: when, he said when everyone's buying in they're yeah. a hard team to play well against. no he but he made a comment about
2: how when everyone's moving their feet like when everyone's putting in right max yeah. effort yeah and yeah, i yeah. mean to me
1: he's like yeah for me like that yeah. that works and stuff but like yeah. I to mean, me, that sounds like a direct shot at Brock Besser. I, I you think, think so. I think D- not only Besser, but I think Pedersen. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Pedersen yeah. more. I think, is Who I was I, thinking. I think he just threw two thirds of the lotto line under the bus with that interview without yeah. without really saying a whole lot. Yeah. You could
0: argue there's two issues that could be going on here, and I guess it really depends on what side you're on. What's broken the system or the players that play in that system? Right. Who whose fault? is this when when you look at the system who who draws it up who creates that culture and and that play style it's the coach so who's at fault here is it the coach for making a system that this team can't play for or is it the players on the team or maybe a couple specific players for rebelling against that system see for me i think
2: it's you have players that are supposed to be star players that are supposed to produce points that are supposed to push the pa- the pace of the play that's a lot of peas for me to pronounce and there's just Peter Piper picked a pack. <laughs> of was <picked laughs> <a pack. laughs> I mean, yeah, just, just going to try <laughs> to do Lukin Yeah but anyway I just think there's a there's a piece of this team that is not putting in the effort they need to be and he JT Miller just blatantly came out and said it and and yeah made it very clear it, but th- those interviews from after the Pittsburgh game, I mean, there was more than just that. Because I also want to touch on the Travis Green uh, part of the interview when he was asked where the franchise is at. And he said, what do you mean? He said, what are you talking about? You're the ones who create that narrative. You know, there's there's no issues with the franchise right now.
0: When he said that, and you, you can go back and listen to other, other episodes. I've defended Green. I've said, I, I think he's a good coach. I think he's got the right idea that it's just going to take some time. This right now as I'm recording this is the least amount of faith I've ever had in him. Because if you're gonna look at the media after this start to a season and say, what problem with the franchise?
1: <laughs> you, you know what? Don't don't wait till you're fired. Resign. That is Leave. so tone
2: deaf. Yeah. I would
1: have I yeah. would have much rather him say, This franchise sucks. Yeah. The owners are trash. Yeah, I don't well, care can- if I get shit canned. <laughs> yeah. He's not I mean, he's
0: not gonna say that. <laughs> I know but, I know people on the internet will disagree with me but I think Canucks fans are passionate enough that they're they're somewhat intelligent when it comes to hockey, right? When oh yeah. you, when you say what problem with the franchise? The, the people aren't going to watch that interview and go, "Oh,
1: there's no problem."
0: Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> like it, it, we just watched the guy who's supposed to be leading this team lie to everyone's faces just outright deny a problem that everyone in their dog knows exists yeah his his reaction to that question almost to me sounded like he was going you guys are fake news it's like <laughs> it, it, it was close it, right. it, that almost sounded like that almost sounds like someone who doesn't want to be here anymore yeah. I, I gotta say wh- how else Maybe he's can you problem. give that response the, the the only two thoughts I can give to that is either he wants to be fired or he's not allowed to say anything he's under direct order to keep his mouth shut those, me, those are the only
2: two explanations to me it, it felt more like the former than the latter there I like it it looked pretty
1: genuine to me you know like every he, everyone's just looking at the PR guy like can I say anything for this yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah I mean we, we we knew it
2: was a mess but man those interviews gave us a bit of a deeper look into what things are really like yeah. It's going to be interesting to hear Elias Patterson and Brock Besser speak on this and see what they have to say.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen their comments yet or if they were even made available to the media after this game. But um, someone or someones have some explaining to do. Part of me thinks that the problem with this
2: team isn't so much that Miller and Horvat are butting heads. It's that Miller thinks the team is bad and that they need to either move out players or they need to change Like ice time needs to be divvied up differently. And Horvat thinks that everything's okay and they just need to work harder. Yeah. Like, Hor- I don't think it's so much that they fight with each other. I think it's more to do with they fight with each other over what the best course of action will be to get better.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's how I've always seen them too, is Horvat's kind of Mr. Positivity in the locker room a bit. He's kind of more rally the troops. Let's get going. We can do this together. Whereas Miller's a bit more of, all right, you in the corner, you need to be traded. You're not helping us. Exactly. Yeah. It's like LeBron James <laughs> trade this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. Yeah, the GM of the team
2: is the best player yeah. on the team. Yeah, which Who might do a better job in the, in the Canucks situation?
0: Yeah, well. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the other person who's been in trade rumors with the Canucks who isn't already a Canuck is Kevin Fiala. Uh, he's been rumored as the piece that could go back to us if we traded one of Miller or Besser.
2: Former Predators legend, Kevin Fiala former Predators legend who had his leg broken by a former St. Louis Blue, Robert Bortuzzo. <laughs> oh, boy. Tyler and I always like banter about that off that clay hit. Okay, so basically for our listeners who don't know, in 2017, the second round matchup was the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. And as we all know, that's the year that the Preds went to the finals. And I was pissed because Kevin Fiala was knocked out in the second round because Robert Bortuzzo broke his leg behind the net. And so Tyler and I always joke about how if... Kevin Fiala hadn't had his leg broken by Robert Bertuzzo, they would have won the cup. Clean hit. (laughs) It wasn't clean. He fucking tripped him and then threw him into the boards and he broke his
0: leg. Clean hit. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another, his leg has healed and he's rumored to be a potential trade piece. Yeah. But I think Minnesota would have to add
1: to that to get Besser or Miller. I don't think Fiala's enough. Neither do I, especially because his contract's up at the end of the year. Yeah, it would have to
2: be kind of like a sign and trade kind of thing.
1: Yeah. No, but I don't think it would be much more. Like Fiala's a solid player. I know, but Fiala is not gonna come to this Vancouver Canuck team and bring what they need.
2: At any rate, we should probably get the uh get the train rolling here. We got plenty to talk about in this episode. So let's uh let's move on. But before we do, um, we actually just have a message that we wanted to uh shoot out to you guys. And I think I'll let Marcus um speak to you guys on this one.
0: Yeah, I just really wanted to thank our listeners because uh, every week we track kind of how much we're growing and how many more listeners we're getting. And last week we got a big jump. Uh, we saw in there that we peaked out at top 50 hockey casts in Canada. And uh, as you can imagine, Canada's a pretty competitive market for hockey news. So uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And, uh, you know, it reminds us of why we started this, was to bring some more west coast and local coverage to sports which we felt like we've really been lacking in favor of toronto media and again we have no advertising budget we're not running commercials on Sportsnet and tsn but thanks to you guys we're actually competing with those guys so uh we can't thank you enough
1: yeah fuck you toronto
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the sentiment definitely
2: carries through with uh, myself and i'm sure
1: tyler as well absolutely i'm so thrilled so thankful, and I love every single one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like, dead ass. I love you guys.
2: What a
0: goof!
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to my segment, The Biggest Goof of the Week. This is the uh, segment in the show where I scour the internet, and I look for a story that involves a player, coach, team organization, or whatever, and I uh, bring it to, uh, to chat about with the guys. So this week, I actually found a story that... Uh, it's pretty interesting, because I don't think a lot of people probably know about this. Oh, snap. A Texas youth football team has been banned from the playoffs in their league for outscoring teams in the league 199 Ooh. to 6. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, no, no. So, I
0: is there more? Uh, a little bit more. There's just really context after that. That's kind of the shocking part. Okay. So my first question probably isn't the one it should be, but it's there. (laughs) I didn't know there was enough time in a football game to score that many times. But also that they still let the other team score on them once.
2: Like, that just seems really weird <laughs> yeah, to if, me. If you're going to score 199 points, you'd think that yeah, you yeah, would just be you a You better not allow shutout. anything into yeah. your end. <laughs> yeah, y'all suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my thing with, like, youth football is it's all just run game. They just hand yeah. off the ball and just tell a kid to run until he trips and falls over himself.
0: Right. But, yeah, I mean, like... They must uh, have some fast kids on this team. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, so uh, yeah, the story basically goes: there's a team of seven and eight year olds in Texas, and uh, yeah, the uh, the Flower Mound Rebels, the name of the team. And are yeah, sure, are been, you
1: sure they're seven and eight,
2: and not like fourteen yeah, and fifteen? <laughs> it reminds me of that scene from what was it, the Benchwarmers? Yeah. The guy has the piece of paper that writes "I am 12 and a hundred dollar bill <laughs> in it, hands it to the ump, and he goes, "Yeah, yep. he'll play." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that works. <laughs> He's legit. Way. Reminds
0: me of your other goof where they had those. Prison convicts, or what? Or, no, 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 I'm thinking of another movie now, uh, where it was those adults that were playing in a high school league somehow.
1: Oh,
2: I don't know. Yeah, Do remember,
1: remember the um, yeah, it was like a Syracuse. fake, they got on TV yeah. oh, too. It was
2: like a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. School, yeah. they didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They played like two televised games, that. and they were like 20 to 30 year old guys that didn't make. Um, high school football teams or the NCAA or whatever it was. Oh, they got but they got, yeah, they got blown yeah. out. <laughs> they weren't even good. Uh, now they're playing yeah. against
0: eight-year-olds and they're winning. <laughs> yeah, they just found the league. But yeah, what a story, hey? Yeah, needless nuts. to say. Well, so they got banned from the playoffs for yeah. being too good. Exa- well, yeah, they just blew out teams in the league. You so. know, by that logic, Connor McDavid should not be allowed to play in the NHL. <laughs> forced to retire right now. Exactly. He's yeah. just too good. But it's not fair. The
2: other piece of the story is that the coach actually appealed it. And we're still waiting to hear back whether or not he
0: succeeds and they get to play in the playoffs. Well, I think so. Like, here's the thing. I I mean, did you guys ever have what was called in lacrosse? We called it tearing. Do you guys ever have oh, that? Yeah. We're like halfway through the season. Not halfway. I'd say a couple weeks into the season. Oh, no. In lacrosse, it was late like oh, it would really? it, it I felt it went on too long but Okay, well why don't you explain what the what the system is? Basically tearing in youth sports is when if there's a team in a certain division or even age group that's doing that just slaughtering other teams all the time, they move them either up a division or an age group somewhere where, you know, the competition's a bit more fair. That that's what should happen. A team shouldn't be just eliminated from the playoffs for being good at the sport they're competing in. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. If anything, you know bump them up a division or an age group do do anything other than yeah. don't let the kids play that makes no sense
1: the big thing nowadays they don't like moving younger teams up for safety reasons yeah, yeah well it's absolutely hammered by yeah like back in the day when I like I didn't play novice for hockey I skipped novice and went straight to Adam and then I played four years of peewee okay um before we got into bantam and all the contact and whatever. But now kids ask to do that and they're like, no, yeah, no not crazy. like not a chance. They're just they They seem to be against it. So I can see why they're not moving them up. But maybe they should take some players from this team and divvy them out to other teams. Yeah. Well, that's another big thing is I don't know if you guys ever heard of this, but you guys know
2: what Little League is, right? Like Little League, like World baseball. Series, baseball? Yeah. yeah. So there was a team that won the Little League World Series American title. They didn't win the whole thing, but they won like the American side of it. Right. And they were a bunch of kids from Chicago, but they were a super team from Illinois that just competed as a Chicago team. Okay. So they were players from all over the state and there was even some from other cities, but this story didn't come to light until like weeks, even maybe even months or years after the, uh, the Jonestown world series ended. Oh, right. Yeah. So it just reminds me of that. Like maybe they're just a super team that they put together of all the best kids from all over the state but it doesn't sound like that, but I'd imagine there's probably some of that, like some little level of recru- recruitment. But even if there is, these are
0: seven eight-year-olds. I was eight going to say, how do you recruit a seven-year-old in football? Like right? Jesus Christ, what lengths are you going to yeah. to make your elementary school football program?
1: <laughs> Coach <laughs> is hanging out at the uh, the daycare center. Yeah, he, <laughs> maybe like, he, he shouldn't
0: be allowed that close to a daycare center <laughs> if he's spending that much time around them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, needless to say, I've, think this is a pretty suitable goof for the week
0: yeah 100 yeah. percent.
2: but i guess we should probably move on we've got tons of news to get through and uh wow we've uh we've already covered a bit of ground in this episode so let's keep the train moving yep uh mcdavid his point streak finally ends at 25 regular season games and that counts back to last season right yeah, so 17, it was 17 this year yeah 17 this season and then i guess that would make eight last season mm. this guy seems to be in the news every week for his amazing feats 25 games straight that's really impressive But I'm sure he'll top that at some point in his his career for
1: sure. 100% he will. Yeah. And he probably would have gone even more if he had Drysaddle on his line.
2: Drysaddle scored a point in that game too. I think it was an apple, but still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he got a point, so. It's cool watching someone like that because I, is it fair to say that he right now is better than Crosby was when they were the same age? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's what's kind of cool is I remember when I was first getting into hockey was kind of like right when Crosby was coming into the league. So that he was the face of hockey at the time. He was the next generation and everyone knew it. This is cool because it's not just, Oh, here's the next generation. It's here's the next generation. And it's even better.
1: What are they putting in the milk? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's
2: just, this guy is just superhuman. Like he, he, 25 games straight is is mental and that doesn't even count playoffs which again i think he was actually pretty well covered in the playoffs last year but the fact of the matter is is just that like this guy is so much better than everyone else in the league and he continues to show it i just hope that he can prove to the rest of the league in terms of you know team accomplishments like winning the stanley cup um, a few more times before before he has to hang him up eventually
1: the oilers should trade for jt miller You think he'd be a good fit in in Edmonton? I I do. Because then... Yeah, you're not wrong. I just feel like the combination of Miller and Dreisaitl on that second line... Oh, it'd be nuts. With, like, whoever. And then you can have Nuge center the third line. Well, I was going to say, though... Well, they have
2: to move out some cap.
1: That's the big thing, right? They'll have to move out cap and
0: a pretty good player, too. We're not shipping out Miller for nothing here. No, but what about, like, Evan Bouchard and a first? I don't think they're moving a defenseman. And they're not going for draft picks yet because they, they're not they're not admitting rebuild right now. They're, they should be determined to try to make this core work for at least another season. And if you don't, then whatever. But I don't think they're looking for first-round picks right now. They're looking for players that can come in and fix this broken roster.
2: Speaking no. of fixing things, um, it sounds like Gary Bettman was trying to fix the relationship with Quebec City because he met in Quebec City with the... Uh, I think it was the... The, the, the office or the uh, municipality or something like some political figure in, in the city of Quebec City to try and work out a deal to bring a team back to Quebec. Now, is this a point to Quebec City for attempting to kind of right, right the ship here and get a team back? Or is this just a huge
0: hint that Arizona is is, is on its last legs here? I think, and I hate to be the pessimist because I've been hoping for the Nordiques to come back forever. I think this is a publicity stunt for Benning. Or Benning. I'm so used to wanting him to lose his job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is a publicity stunt for Bettman trying to turn some of the hate off after all the incidents of the last couple months. I think he knows that fans have wanted to. Quebec to have a team forever, mm-hmm. and he's trying to at least tease them with the idea that he's exploring it. But knowing his relationship with Canada, the last thing he wants to do is give us another team.
1: Yeah, that's why he'll probably just move a Canadian team there. Vancouver Canucks are moving to Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right.
2: No, I think the Ottawa Senators would probably be the first team to move, and they'd be happy to do it. I think. You can, I, I think Eugene
1: they should Melnick move. Would them. rather have the team there. I think they should move the Maple Leafs. Not a bad idea. Get them out of to Toronto. Mars,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah. It, if it's relocation, it has to be Arizona, right? Yeah. There, there's no other team that. In or that I position. was thinking about
2: this, Florida. They no way. Still, they still have issues filling their building, and they're the best
0: team in the league. They have, how is this possible? They have issues, but not as. Here's the thing: if they're gonna move Florida, they're gonna do it when they have. The most reason they can possibly have, they will do it when they're thirtieth in the league and they're drawing two thousand people to their games. That's when Florida's going to move. They're not going to move them when they're a contender and there's even a glimmer of hope that they could get that area and that fan base ignited with this team.
2: Dude, think about when they moved the Nordiques. They were two years away from winning the cup. You're right,
0: and they were Canadian. No, no,
2: it was a year away from winning the cup. If I'm correct, I know
0: you're. You're right but that makes more sense with Bettman's plan was to bring hockey to the States and to areas that didn't already follow it. He gave them a good team, right? Similar to Vegas. Look at that. He gave them a good team, right? That gets people engaged. You don't have to put a good team in Quebec. They'll go. If it's peewee players, they won't care. Right. But to get people interested in places that don't have hockey, you have to give them something to watch. Seattle was different because they wanted hockey forever. Vegas didn't know they wanted hockey until they already had
1: it. And now they're stacked. Yeah, Yeah. now they're, yeah. God,
2: can you, especially when Eichel gets there. Oh my God. It is
1: stupid, but
2: whatever. All right, well, there's something I want to bring up here right before the break, and it's it's in order to avoid some uh, embarrassment down the line for me. I have harped on this team for months on this podcast and years in my life. Um, (laughs) Just saying how much I think they're underachievers and they should blow it up. And I don't totally abandon that train of thought, but we'll come back to it in the future if they get knocked out of the playoffs early. And that's the Calgary Flames. I have been saying for so long that I think they're overrated and they don't have the core to make a, a championship happen. But currently they sit fourth place in the NHL. Teetering with third, they go back and forth, you know, depending on who's playing and whatnot. They're making it happen. Manji Apani, Shillington, Goudreau even, and Kachuk, they all are playing fantastic this year and they're being backstopped by arguably the hottest goalie in the league.
0: No pun intended.
1: Not only is (laughs) really not even gonna acknowledge the fact that I made a joke. It's gonna be a lot
0: easier for both of us if we don't. If we just move on from that one. <laughs> yep,
1: exactly. Because um, they're
0: the Flames, so they're hot. Dude, yeah. you know, the explaining it is making it so much worse. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> even oh, explain I, it.
1: I got it right away, but yeah. I wasn't going to say nothing. Not only is Markstrom on fire right now. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> good one. <laughs> That's a good um, one. Hey, good their, one. Their backup goalie has two shutouts, too. Yeah, Vladar, f- right? Yeah, the Flames have seven shutouts. No, it's, Is it seven already? Seven in their first 20 games. God, See what happens and, when you put money in your defense? And a plus 30 goals for goals against.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. The Calgary Flames have more shutouts than the Vancouver Canucks have wins. Yeah. We have six yeah. wins. Yeah, the Flames can, have seven shutouts. The Canucks suck. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we covered that in the first part of the show. And then we're gonna Thanks. keep we're gonna keep touching on
1: it, man. And uh, the thing about this it's it's brutal. And the yeah. thing about this Flames team is they are built for the postseason. Yeah, well, they they're, are they're heavy. Tough. They, they can, are big and heavy. They're, they can take the abuse that comes with the playoffs. They remind me of the LA we'll, Kings. From we'll when, see. When they won the cup,
2: we'll see what happens with them.
1: Yeah, they got good goaltending. They got giant defense. Some yeah. big defense. I think big their forwards. Goal
2: t- that goaltending and defense will take them far. But mm-hmm. it's all about, like, because think, think about what we thought of the Edmonton Oilers last year, right? Like, they went into the playoffs, and I think Marcus took them going all the way to the final. Well,
0: I took No, I took them coming out of the North.
2: Oh, oh right, yeah. okay, right. But anyway, like we all thought they were going to do these great things, and then because they were big and they
1: were they had Connor McDavid and Leon Drysital, but we they knew, knew they had no goaltending. Yeah, and we knew their the we knew difference. their defense wasn't that good.
2: Yeah, that is the Where, difference. Yeah.
1: Whereas Calgary, their goaltending is on fire. And ah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. now you're just trying too hard. Man. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't even do that. Um, no, no way. No, they're, they're <laughs> goal tending, their their goaltending. Their goaltending is on fire, and right. they're. Their players are, are stepping up, and that uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and Elias Lindholm line mm-hmm. looks, looks unreal, and you're getting secondary scoring from fricking Upani, who's light in the lamp. Mm-hmm. The one thing I just want to point out is that I, I feel like we've danced
0: all around this point, but we haven't just punched right through it, is that they're well-rounded, which is what a playoff team needs to be. They have scoring, they have defense, they have grit, and they have goaltending. This is a team that's built to compete in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to go deep, but man, they sure look like they could. I don't want to play them in a seven-game series. No, no, they they look like they could dead. wear
1: out just about anyone. Yeah. Watch out for, as much as I hate to say this, watch out for the Calgary Flames.
0: And you know what? I, I've i always kind of had this weird love-hate relationship with the Flames, But I like them a lot right now because of some of the players on their team, right? I have an attachment to Markstrom. I have an attachment to Tanev. I don't remember if they still have Josh Levo. But, you know, they they have roster players that I've liked. And for that reason, I've followed the team a bit more closely. And as much as I don't like to admit it, I've started to kind of root for them a bit. I enjoy watching their games. It's an entertaining product.
2: Yeah, and speaking of teams that are doing well, it seems like there's a few Canadian teams that are doing really well and then a few that are doing the complete opposite of that. It's like Canadian teams are either at the very top of the league or at the very bottom of the league. And then Winnipeg, who is smacked Literally out. Literally
0: exactly in the middle. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> but. So it's it's just been crazy seeing that, that dichotomy between the best teams and the worst teams all being in Canada. But there's a team that I want to touch on in Canada right before we get into break. That's been doing really, really well. And that's the Toronto Maple. Fuck police. you! No, it isn't. <laughs> they lost oh. five of their first seven, and since then have gone eleven and two. This team has been going crazy,
0: and we've neglected to talk about it. So and what? I, what I'm hearing is they're pretty streaky, is what I'm hearing. What? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they went on a huge losing skid, but little win streak. They'll they'll go right back to losing.
2: The point of the matter is, is that
1: they are doing great right now, and it's hard to ignore. They always do great in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the fair. big, the big thing for the Maple Leafs is let's see what they do in the playoffs. I mean, like this team even just finished beating up on the
2: LA Kings, who have had a pretty decent season so far. They beat them six to two. You know, this is this is a team that is doing really well. It looks like they finally got their feet underneath them, and I think they're finally going to be dangerous this season.
0: Well, but it goes back to what Tyler said. They're always dangerous in the regular season. But what what do they have now that they didn't have before that's going to help them win in the playoffs? Because goal te- they've had good goaltending, and they've lost in the playoffs. They've I added grit, and they've lost in they've the playoffs. They've never had good, consistent goaltending like this before. Put it like this way. Fred,
2: Frederick Anderson was their starting goalie for every season, other than last season, right? Like, he was always right. the starting goalie, and he's always been an inconsistent goaltender. Right. But now they finally have a little bit of consistency. In Jack Campbell, oddly enough.
1: Yeah. Well, Gretzky just uh, put out a quote, and he said, uh, the Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers are a lot closer to a Stanley Cup than people think.
2: Yeah, you could see that being the Stanley Cup final this season, and I don't think a lot of people would be surprised if it was. I'd be pretty surprised if... I
1: I think the Oilers definitely need to work on some goaltending yeah. problems. I, I,
0: I'd put the Flames getting there before the Oilers. This all well, I'm saying is that like it's not out like
2: no one's saying the Canucks are playing the Leafs in the final. Like you know what I mean? No, like, you're it, right. It's no one wolf- is saying that. No, <laughs> like it's 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 a lot closer for the Oilers and and, and Leafs.
0: And I think that we ought to we ought to touch on it because they've been doing really really well. That's kind of a paradox actually. If the Canucks and the Leafs got to the finals, which one chokes? Cause they both always joke. Do we have the first ever draw? In the this line? is like, have you ever seen that video where someone tapes a piece of toast with peanut butter face up to the back of a cat? And then they like hold it sideways and drop it because <laughs> cats always land on their feet and toast always lasts or it falls peanut butter side down. Yeah. And then I, they just edit it. So when they drop it, the world explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, That's what I feel like would happen. Yeah. The world would explode. Yeah, (laughs) they'd go to do the puck drop in Game Seven, and we'd see it on the TV. Oh, the sun's exploding! We all have two minutes to live. That's (laughs) yeah. The the
2: Canucks drop the first two games of the series. They win one. The Leafs are up
1: three-one. Canucks bring it all the way back to Game Seven, and 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 then it's the end of the world. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sad to say, but I think the Maple Leafs would win that one because their choking problems are in the first round. Mm -hmm. So if they made it out of the first round. I think they'd be okay, whereas our choking problems just so happen to be in the the finals. Yes. Well,
2: speaking of uh, getting out of the first round, I think it's time we get out of the first half of the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Let's throw it to break. Um, we, uh, we got plenty more to talk about in the second half of the Vancouver Boys podcast, so stick around and uh, enjoy a word from our fake sponsor. <laughs>
0: This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by no one. Yes, that's right. There's no fake sponsor this week because if the Canucks are going to put no effort into their product, why should I? No one. We are nothing. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six.
0: Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap.
1: UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. <laughs> All
2: right, welcome back to the second half of the show. We covered quite a bit in the first half.
0: Yep, lots of news. Yep. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> so uh, let's jump back into the news, everyone. Okay. Um, we have a recurring segment on the show that uh, we should probably jump. But Surprisingly, it's a recurring segment.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think it's surprising anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was surprising a few weeks ago when we couldn't stop talking about it. Now it's just, right. now I'm surprised when we don't talk
1: about it. Right. Did Subban sleuth with somebody or something? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> this
2: was almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> shit. P.K. Subban was one of the members of the New Jersey Devils who came out and unveiled their new jerseys that just say
1: jersey (laughs) just in case you didn't know what they were wearing
2: (laughs) yeah their their new jerseys
0: look
1: awful (laughs) yeah
0: it's uh it's atrocious it it, like the thing that suban did wrong here is just that he plays for the devils this one's barely on him this is just this is the organization that he plays for what the hell is this it's all, all the striping is white. That's what bothers me. Yeah. It's is there, all white. Is there any red on the jersey? There's or? a tiny bit in where it says jersey, like almost the shadowing done to it is right, red. Right, yeah. But that's the weird thing is that it's exclusive to the logo and the numbers. All the actual stripes on the jersey don't have the same red shadowing. Black. They look like referees.
1: <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe that's this looks gold. a lot worse than referees. I would rather <laughs> they just wore ref jerseys yeah. out there. Maybe <laughs> this that's is... what they were going for. They're trying to get some calls. So they're like, hey, we're on
0: your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, th- this is bad. It like th- This reminds me, too, of the uh, the Jets alternate jerseys, how it's just got like the script writing across it. Yeah, it just it says Jets. Jets. And I said when they came out, I was like, I hate them. And some people disagreed with me and really liked them. I didn't like the color. I didn't like the idea of it, that there's just no logo. It's just the team name. Hmm. This isn't even the team name. It's half of the city name. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if we had a jersey that just said van in no, no. no.
2: What if it just said
1: nooks? What if we just had, oh. a, <laughs> we just had a van that said van?
0: That's what this is.
1: Oh, it's a jersey oh, that this, says jersey. This reminds me of exactly. the jerseys of the
2: of the Cleveland Cavaliers and they had jerseys that just said the land. What? <laughs> yeah, they had jerseys that said the
0: land on it. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, I remember,
2: it was was it like 2016? Do you remember the jersey? 2016? Yeah. yeah. It was like 2016 when they were the year that they ended up winning the uh the NBA championships.
0: Yeah. They're terrible. Have the have the Raptors ever done a jersey where it just says like the six on it? Cuz I feel like if they haven't, it's imminent. Like it will happen. <laughs> I don't like
1: it, but I feel like just the way things are going, it will happen. I I feel like they've worn Drake's OVO jerseys with like the owl, but they haven't had anything that says. Wasn't that just a warm-up thing though? No, no, they they actually wore the owl in a in a game, but they haven't Mm. worn anything that has the six. I don't think. Yeah. Mm. Um, What's almost worse than these uh, jerseys is the hats that they've
0: started selling no that let <laughs> say, ha, hat. say hat just has to be a joke <laughs> there's no way that's real they are selling this off their website currently really if you look at the uh picture i've got up there this was it posted is literally by posted by the New Jersey by devils. By the devils yeah but
2: i think it's like as a joke i right not. like the, uh, the caption says
0: coming soon maybe it's you know they're gonna make it you know, they're getting. Look, the Canucks a couple years ago rolled out those t shirts that said a team like that after the Drew Doughty quote just to kind of troll him. Mm-hmm. They're going to sell this hat. Oh, they have to. They, they're going to, for sure. If they have they a jersey want to sell that those says. Jerseys, 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 they have to sell the yeah, hats. You, ha- hat. you have
1: to wear them both together, too. And then, you have to wear the hat, <laughs> hat, and the jersey, jersey. <laughs> and then I think pants that say pants. And, On the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, wait, oh does that mean that you're supposed to pants them or that they're wearing pants to say pants? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's just a whole nightmare going on over there. And not surprisingly, PK Subban is involved. Yeah. Who's even the captain on that team? Nico Hesher. Nico Hesher is the captain? Yeah. yeah. What?
2: Yeah, they're a weird team, man. What? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, they're a weird team they have be doing okay this season, better than people expected, but still what?
0: not great. All right. <laughs> you know what I also just realized right now on these, I don't know if this is on the regular jerseys either. The C, the captain C is on the wrong side of the Jersey. There's only a couple teams that do that. There's a like, Yeah. Detroit. There's one other team that does this where they wear the captain on the right side of the Jersey,
2: which is the wrong side, which what? is
0: the incorrect side, but it is the <laughs> is directional right. I don't yeah. know. Like I, Like they have room for it above the Y, in the word Jersey. Well, they could even just tilt the jersey the other way. There's just everything about this jersey bothers me. Like, look, look at the elbows. How many stripes are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Are there eight stripes just on the elbows? Yeah, that's ludicrous. Well, I mean, this team is currently sitting
2: second last. (laughs) In the metro, so maybe they're thinking to themselves, "All right, we got
0: to distract people from our hockey and
2: guide their attention to what we're wearing."
0: (laughs) Oh, I hate the pants too. I'm just seeing this one of like the full gear. The the pants are just black. There's not. They don't even have a
1: stripe on them.
0: No, they put all the stripes on the jersey. They're like, "Oh, we don't have any left for the pants or the socks. We've maxed out the amount of stripes we're allowed to put on something. There's
1: no money left." (laughs) so why
0: why did they make these jerseys like what are they for first of all no one knows they're just a third jersey like they're not for an event they're not for an outdoor game they're not um like a classic throwback they're just a new third jersey the other thing i find weird about that is they released the mid-season yeah that's weird yeah Usually usually when this happens it is for an event. Or or there's a reason this is just or like before the season. So they'll be
2: like, oh, this is our third jersey this year.
0: Yeah. And then everyone gets a chance to hate it before it exists. Mm -hmm. Now it's just they were like, hey, we're wearing this on Thursday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like which like T-shirt companies and stuff. The more stuff you put on it, the more you have to pay. So they probably had like a set limit of how much they could put on their stuff. Which is why the pants have nothing on it because they ran out of space. Yeah, I don't think they had money for a graphic designer either. This <laughs> is just
0: they're just like, What if we did comic sans but made it cursive? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I, I miss about New Jersey that I really liked was the jerseys they had that had some green in it. Like they Why did you like that? I did not like those. I don't same. know. Oh, they are ugly. I thought they were cool. Like, the, I mean, the red and black ones, that's obviously their modern jersey. Mm-hmm. But I like, as as a, a throwback or an alternate jersey, I would have much preferred that to whatever the fuck this is. I mean, tell tell me I'm wrong there. You can dislike the red and green ones. Do not tell me that this is worse than those. <laughs> I'm buying or,
1: one. or is better than those. <laughs> I'm buying one. Great. <laughs> Nico Heischer. Want, and Nico want, Heischer I jersey want, jersey. I
0: want that C
2: on the <laughs> jersey. On the yeah, these are the Jersey jerseys.
0: Yeah, that's always... Th- these are forever going to be called the New Jersey Jersey jerseys because that's that's what they are. You talk about, you know, the Canucks, the old vintage uh, stick in the rink or the flying skate, and that's fine. This is the New Jersey Jersey jersey. <laughs> okay. Pisses
2: me off. Speaking of jerseys, have you guys seen that uh, Canada unveiled their jerseys for the uh, 2022 Winter Olympics? I have. All right. I guess we're going to give our take on jerseys this whole second half of the episode.
0: (laughs) I feel like we did an episode like this once before where just it didn't matter what we did. We couldn't stop talking about jerseys. Yeah. (laughs) They're fascinating. A lot of black, a lot of ugliness. (laughs) You don't like them either. I can't stand them. Really? We're talking about jerseys, everyone. We are talking about jerseys. (laughs) Not Canadians. Um, (laughs) um, We are Canadians. So they've rolled out three jerseys this year, they've got the black one. They've got the white one and uh, maybe my least favorite of all, the red one with a black maple leaf. These are awful. The, they're, it looks like they didn't have the name rights for Team Canada, so they couldn't make an actual <laughs> Team Canada jersey. Yeah. Maybe th- this is just part of the, the Chinese Olympics as you're supposed to use Chinese knockoffs when you're playing <laughs> because that's what these look like to me. I don't understand why the pants are Nike. Shouldn't they be Lululemon? <laughs> the, the jerseys are Nike too. Yeah. The yeah. Whole, what the hell? Why well, no. Nike? The whole hockey thing is like under one contract. All the teams are. Nike. Oh, they have to use Nike. Yeah, they have oh, okay. to use Nike. Oh, okay. It's like a IIHF or yeah, o- yeah, Olympic yeah. Sponsorship, thing sponsorship, sure. Yeah. You
1: know um, what really irks me about these jerseys? Which which part? Specify for me. Well, it might be the mannequin that's behind the jersey making these look extra weird. He's got he's, he skips leg day, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But he never skips shoulders. Uh, yeah, no. never. <laughs> he's always working shoulders, and he's got <laughs> the skinniest legs I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, if you guys go to any of like the demo pics that they posted of the jerseys with the mannequin wearing them. It it is a physically disproportionate mannequin to and say his, the least. His
1: pants look just like he's wearing shorts. <laughs> like it, it looks
0: like the, there's nothing in the pants. They just put the pants. <laughs> well, you on. You want like- him to give him a huge. <laughs> Well, no no, well, no, i just mean like it looks marcus like is they,
2: like, damn it <laughs>
0: yeah. there's nothing in the pants no but like it looks like they might have put like one metal wire up each End leg off. and then just put pads on top of it that's it there's no but anyway that we're we're, we're getting off, off track marcus here.
2: is like where's the girth
0: <laughs> there ain't no girth yeah. come on i'm a thigh guy give me something to look at but, um well he's got shoulders <laughs> yeah he doesn't have shoulders he's got, he's got
2: your fucking thighs for shoulders yeah. so there you go you know what
0: else that now that you draw my attention to the pants is they're kind of shiny which is weird you, you see what i mean like they're almost oh, like those
1: ones are extremely the black ones are extremely shiny
0: i don't think i think they're the same pants for oh no no you're right no the black ones are like a different color but
2: yeah, the pants look do look weird, but, I mean, they're probably the most normal-looking thing about them. Well, for me, it's like, the thing is, is the logo itself, it looks like they were going for this, like, almost, like, steel look to it instead of just going with, like, a traditional Hockey Canada logo, which I always thought was the best logo we've ever had. Yeah. But.
0: No, it, it, what, what makes me sad about this is that this is probably going to be one of the best Olympic teams Canada has ever put together. Like pe- people aren't even debating who's going to win the gold. It, it's going to be Canada. They're yeah. a super Crosby,
2: team. Crosby, McDavid, and McKinnon.
0: Exactly. I was going like, to say, how many more Olympics are we going to see uh, Crosby and McDavid
1: suit up together? Yeah. Maybe one, right? Well, probably at least one. But we could, yeah, but we could see Crosby, or sorry, not Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon, and Bedard. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But it, one Out goes one, in comes another. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that's cool as always when you see those kind of generational crossovers. Like, you know, Crosby is kind of becoming the past and McDavid is the present. But you think of the last few, or at least the last one that the NHL was in 2014, there wasn't really any generational, you know, super young players or super old players. It was kind of just like, it was almost like the whole team was in their same age bracket, if that makes sense. There was no superstar from last generation and one from the next one. Whereas We're this, about we had like Rick Nash. <laughs> okay. I think that proves my point in itself. Wait, hey,
1: aren't they retiring his jersey?
0: They are. They are. yeah. are. Yep. going
1: Speaking that's gonna of be cool. jerseys.
2: Yeah, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool that Columbus has a has a jersey that's going up to the rafters.
0: Yeah, that is their first one, is it not?
2: I believe so, yeah. It makes sense though. I mean, like he was such a important piece there. And yeah. it even made me think like Maybe this gives me hope for having Weber get his number retired in Nashville. Because I really want that to happen.
0: And seeing that Rick Nash is getting his jersey retired, right? like It would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from, for sure. Well, I mean, you you could use that same point and look at Luongo, right? He only played half his career with Florida, but they still retired his number.
1: Yeah. I think they should, the Winnipeg Jets should uh, retire Patrick Illini's jersey. Yeah, yeah now <laughs> while he's still playing yeah, have, the,
0: have the retirement ceremony and they're facing off against him yeah his career is yeah, done
2: he's playing in the game <laughs> he gets his number retire.
0: yeah you gotta get off the ice well, why yeah. you can't you're, wear that number you're tired yeah. yeah you you gotta put on a different jersey number man yeah. sorry yeah. <laughs> change your fucking name <laughs> <laughs> oh man um Yeah, anyway, those Canada jerseys, just brutal. Absolutely brutal.
2: Yeah, I guess we should probably move on to some news that isn't (laughs) jersey-based. Yeah, do we have any of that this week? Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, unfortunately, Jay Beagle is out. But it may not be so unfortunate, considering the fact that he is the starting center for the Arizona Coyotes with zero goals on the
0: season. Mm, Zero points. (laughs) We are 19 games in he has 0 points and he's on the first line. That's incredible. That like you almost have to be trying not to produce.
1: Yeah, crazy. how many how many games has he missed? Well, he he's this played, season? Well, recent like from this injury. Did he like just get hurt? He yeah, he just went played, on the IR. Yeah, oh. he's
0: played 19 games. The first like 19
1: games of their season. Arizona's won a, f- a few games in the last little bit here. He did not help. <laughs> Apparently he, not. He, he was not he, he probably won a couple face-offs <laughs> oh i'm sure he won some pretty
0: good defensive zone face-offs but uh that would be about it yeah well he might have uh helped the team tank which is what they're trying to do right now yep which so they're doing an excellent job of by the way
1: okay I think Clayton keller's trying to turn Shep's that good. around
0: yeah right <laughs> he's,
1: <laughs> he's like we he's need to win <laughs> yeah they're about to trade him yeah exactly I was gonna say do you think they will no he, you think he's going to be part of the core that they're yeah. going to try to usher in? Oh, for sure. Okay. I think we should send Clayton Keller to Vancouver and just try and get all the smallest players in the NHL on one team. See how it works. Play a little small ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get, like, an entire team of people under six
2: foot. Nathan, Gerby,
1: Rocco Grimaldi. Yeah. <laughs> Load up. Exactly. Like, we could even swap Demko for Soros or something. All right, all right, all <laughs> and, and just try and keep everyone small. Get Johnny Gaudreau. They have a pretty nasty team of like, our first line would have like Garland and Goudreau with God knows who's a tiny centerman. I'm just to be Brighton honest Point, with you, man. Brighton Brighton Point. Sound, that sounds pretty awful. Brighton Point. Huh?
0: Well, maybe. It'd be funny. Bring Cliff Ronning out of retirement to coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only short coaches too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're over 5'10", just get out. Yeah, uh, exactly. You, you, now you
2: get Barry Trotz to coach your team because he lacks his height with his neck. Ah, because he doesn't ah. have a neck. This is
0: like sure. your favorite thing about Barry Trotz. You always no, bring this up. I
2: bring it up because it's interesting. <laughs> my favorite thing about him is that he coached for the Preds for like 15 years.
1: Oh, wow. Well, I, I can see why that would be something you like. Mm-hmm. And then once he finally got rid of that team, he won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Mm, that yeah. might be my favorite thing about him. But they
2: went to the finals like two or three years after he left. So I'm trying to make a good situation out of nothing. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me just get to say. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the Arizona Coyotes are really struggling and losing their first-line center. Man, that's got to be probably the best thing that could possibly happen to them. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you actually brought up Braden Point. And in this, you know, situation, we were just talking about uh, Beagle being out because Braden Point is also going to be out for four to six weeks. Big injury there. What's
1: Tampa going to be looking like over the next few weeks? Well, Stamco seems to be firing on all cylinders still. So he's having a, a pretty good season. Definitely losing Brayden Point is uh, a huge blow, especially because you have Kucherov out until playoff time.
2: Yeah, because we all know how much of a detriment that is. Yeah.
1: But who knows? Maybe Point's going to sit out until playoff time. That gives him no. a lot of cap space. Four to six weeks bring him, brings him back in like
2: late December, early January. Hey, right? Oh, They have- said
0: December at the earliest. They said first game of the playoffs at the latest. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see how that works out for them. Looks like they're going to probably... I mean, they're, they're a playoff lock. It looks like they're going to finish in the top three. Yeah. Um, they're just a couple points behind Toronto with two games in hand. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. I'd, I'm really rooting, no matter how it happens, though, for Florida and Tampa to have a first-round series again. That was, like, looking at the entire playoffs last year, that might have been my favorite series. Yeah, well, I don't know if any
2: of our listeners recall, but Tyler and I mentioned in uh, our playoff preview episode that that was our Stanley Cup final. Because my Cup winners were coming out of that series, and so were his. And Jake's Cup winners cheated, but they ended up winning, didn't they? A bunch of cheaters.
0: Yeah,
1: they did cheat. <laughs> I don't classify that as win because they cheated. Yep. Big asterisk beside that one. I agree. Snitches get stitches. Yep. Cheaters also do. Cheaters che- never
2: prosper. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the same. But no, it, I mean, that uh, sure. Atlantic Division they stitches too. It, <laughs> I, what I want to see happen is I want to see Toronto or uh, Tampa Bay actually fall out of that spot and into a wild card spot and then Boston come in so we can get another Toronto-Boston. Because let's face it,
0: Florida's not budging from the first spot. Like, no. They have that locked up. Even with Barkovo they're still tearing up the league. Yeah, they're, they're running away with it, and they have two games in hand on the Leafs, who are the next team behind them. Yeah, so. You know why they're running away with it? Why, why is that? that? Sergey Bobrovsky. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will give you this. We gave you a lot of slack when you put Bobrovsky on your Vesna list, but uh, holy and, shit. And Spencer Knight as his right, Calder, as your Calder winner. Right, Calder winner. <laughs> Yep. Standing by that? Yep. (laughs) All right. Okay. Hey, well, speaking of Calder, didn't you pick McTavish? Yeah, I did. And his NHL stint this year is over. Yeah, he got sent down. (laughs) Like, for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. He's back in the uh, CHL.
2: But who knows? You know, anything can happen. Maybe he'll get called back up by some miracle, but I doubt it. Yeah, I would doubt that, too. (laughs) I would doubt (laughs) that, too. But then again, he probably has just about as good a shot as uh, your guys' options, too.
1: I don't know about that. I I got... Spencer Knight looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Caulfield when he is at he looks good. And at <laughs> least
0: Caulfield's playing in the correct league to win the yeah. award. So as of as of today, as of right now, yeah, yeah. So,
2: needless to say, our Calder predictions were all pretty weak, but we're going to revise our lists uh, probably in the next few episodes, and we'll give you an up to date list on what we think because it's always changing.
1: Yep, Evgeny cuts nets off for the Calder. Oh boy.
2: <laughs> Kenny could snitz up for every award. <laughs> yep. He's winning it all. Sure. Um, well, I guess we've uh we've probably reached that portion of the episode where um we uh jump into our inbox.
1: Splish splash. I was taking a bath. Mm-hmm. in the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth were you doing in the inbox? All
2: right, our first question in the inbox. If Benning doesn't make any moves by the end of the year, and by the end of the year meaning, I'm assuming the end of December. Okay, so and, the end of the calendar Yeah, so that's okay. what that's what I get from this. Okay. And the Canucks lose a good portion of those games. Mm-hmm.
1: Does Green get the axe? I think he should get the axe either way. <laughs> Whether they start winning or not, because he's the terrible coach. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry, Marcus. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no,
0: it's good, it's good. Like, I, I used to defend him quite a lot. I still think he's a good coach, but I'm struggling more to find ways to defend him. I'll admit that. Tyler, can you
1: reiterate your main issue with him? My main issue is he doesn't do anything. The two years that he's been the coach before this year, he hasn't had to do anything because his superstar players were super young. He was just rolling them, whatever. Mm. He would put his top six out, just roll his four lines. When it came to the power play, it was just your five best guys. The Canucks weren't winning close games when it came down to the end of things. They weren't holding on to one goal leads. This year, the freaking power play to start the year with Chase on it. I I don't even know where to start with that. And then I I don't even know. He's, He's trying to run way too many forward lines and... I guess this is his first real year of, of having to actually do something. And I, I don't know if he's just trying to do too much or or what.
0: I, I get where you're coming from. But the one thing, first of all, that and this is kind of stuff with every team that goes on a bit behind closed doors and, and the fans don't know, how much control does he have over the power play versus the special teams coaches, right? Like who's actually making the call that who the personnel is out there and what their role is. Is it green or is it the guys working under him?
1: Well, it should be him. Yeah, I think they're it's green. working
0: yeah? under him. Yeah, man. He's the head coach.
2: He gets, he gets say.
0: Uh, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. And yeah, like I said, but in all fairness, we, the Canucks have never had a coach that I've agreed with every decision they've ever made, right? In my lifetime, that has not happened. Yeah, but I don't agree with any of the decisions okay. he's ever made. Well, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of tough, too, because a lot of these players, he's their first and only coach that they've had in the NHL because it's such a young team. They're kind of all he knows. So it can kind of be risky to fire him either way because on one hand, you're right, it might be the shakeup the team needs. On the other hand, everyone might just end up being lost, right? You, you you have to look at the other options out there, too, right? If he gets hired, who who do, who do you bring in? Boudreaux?
1: Babcock? Well,
0: Quenville. <laughs> okay.
1: Can, I don't can, think Quenville's coming back no time soon. Can it can it get any worse though than right now? I don't know, but I'm scared to find out. My my biggest thing is I just think there's a group of these young players that just don't respect Travis Green. And I think that is playing into a lot of why they're not playing at their best. Because they don't care for him. If you look at a team like Chicago, they just made a coaching change. And as soon as they made that change. They started 5 and 1
0: under yeah, under the true. new coach.
1: Yeah. Cuz they're playing for this coach. Yeah. They they support what he's was he what he's dishing out and and they're trying to win for him. Is it all luck on on how that worked out? I don't know. The yeah, it bl- could be the schedule too, right? The Blues when they won the cup that year, they switched coaches. They canned Mike Yo and Craig Berube stepped in as intern head coach and then they went on a tear. Yeah. But
0: sometimes, and you're right, that worked out for them, but sometimes that can be a temporary fix too because anytime you get a new coach, every individual on the team wants to prove themselves and show the coach and be, you know, one of their guys, right? They want to be the go-to guy. So for a few games, they will get that kind of boost of just nitrogen in them, and they're just firing on all cylinders. And sometimes you're right, for the Blues, like it worked out. They went to the cup, but for other teams, that's not always the case. Sometimes it lasts three, four, five games, and then they go right back to where they were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I heard a, a player even in an interview once say something about that, how their, their least favorite thing when they were a player was playing against a team that just switched coaches because every player on the team was just going nuts. Like they were going 110% trying to show the new coach why they should be in the lineup or in a higher role or, or whatever.
1: Well, right now it's looking like Pedersen might need a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, new coach would do them good, I think. Actually, he's he's the one that I would believe has a problem with Green. I think from the beginning, him and Green have not gotten along that well. And it's nothing they've ever said. It's just a little bit of the body language I see between them. I think so. it's
1: the the structure that Green's trying to put into this team too. That it's just like he's trying to force some of these players to play a way or a role that just doesn't work best for them. Like if, if you look at a player like Elias Patterson, he's he's a special talent. He's got phenomenal hands. He's a good shooter. He's a good playmaker. He can skate quickly. He, he can not skate. Not strong, but yeah. quick but when you put him in this perimeter type play where he's got to be up and down the boards and it's it's just not working for him. He's scared to go into the corners, so he's he doesn't have the puck as much. He's scared to make plays cuz he he probably feels like he's going to get in trouble if he makes the wrong pass. Mm. So I I think like I said in a previous episode, you just got to let him play and then this stuff will get sorted out.
2: One can only hope as a Canucks fan. Yeah. Um, I think that'll probably do it for the inbox. Yeah, section. sorry, we went a
0: little hard with that question. <laughs> yeah, but... apologies
2: to everyone who submitted questions that we weren't able to get to, but um, we will uh, we'll hopefully get to them next week. Yeah, and uh, if not, always send them back in, and we can always get to your questions when we have time. Um, speaking of time,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just read my headline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so sorry, Jacob. I think it's time for, for Tyler's Tyler surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's time. All right, well, we're keeping this one uh, in Florida. All right. Florida man flashes buttocks at IHOP after impersonating a police officer to get free food. (laughs) That had so
0: many levels to it. What? That was such a long headline.
1: (laughs) At one in the morning, the server asked, Do you have any money? And he said, No, not on me, but I'm a police officer. So shouldn't I get to eat for free? (laughs) I feel like that's what super left wing people think
0: actual real police do. They just walk around, like, Hey, I'm a cop.
1: I can do what I want (laughs) to do. So after that happened, then he threatened to beat up the IHOP server and shouted, Hey, buddy. Before dropping his pants and and exposing his butt. (laughs) This man was 55. was 55? 55
2: 55-year-old man. I mean... No, no, no. 55-year-old Florida man. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say,
0: this sounds par for the course. I feel like I can almost perfectly almost watch what's going on like i can see the whole thing (laughs) i mean i wish i couldn't i wish i couldn't
1: but it must be quite the way we apologize for that uh (laughs) that mental image there to our our listeners (laughs) that's like
0: So wait, so was he homeless or was it just a random guy that went to But like for him to do a good job at impersonating a police officer? Yeah, I like would think they, they couldn't be homeless, right? Yeah, he would have
1: He's to just be- out here trying to get free food. Yeah. Same, same They're just a, penny, a bum. Yeah. They're not homeless. <laughs> a penny's a penny, right? <laughs> I thought you were about to defend it. Like, yeah, hey, don't <laughs> talk about bums like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I love homeless people. <laughs> This man was not homeless. Yeah.
2: Well, we shouldn't really throw rocks from Vancouver at homeless people.
1: Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. The way things
0: are, well, two of the three of us are going to be homeless because yeah. of everything so expensive.
1: Yeah. But There's spare rooms here. Great. <laughs> Welcome true. to come yeah. here.
0: Well, Vancouver boys studio and in. <laughs> <Now. laughs> We're starting an Airbnb. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I think it's probably
2: time we wrap things up yeah no kidding if you uh if you want to follow us on instagram you can follow us at vancouver boys podcast we are also on tiktok at vancouver boys podcast twitch at vancouver boys podcast and youtube at vancouver boys vancouver boys podcast if you want to follow us on twitter we're at vancouver boys underscore and if you're looking to get in, uh, in contact with us you can always email us at vancouver at gmail.com it's been a fun one it's been a really fun one
0: yes it has <laughs>
1: Very fun,
2: but unfortunately, that's probably going to do it from us here at Vancouver Boys Studios, Mm -hmm. and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one. So thanks for hanging out with us. See
0: you on the next one. Peace.
2: I can watch us on Twitch.